sorry, right, sorry Spice. Okay, thank you for taking time out of your awfully busy schedule to talk to us. Do you know what I'm saying? It's been a minute and I'm so happy because, you know, you're going to be touring all over the world soon. Do you know what I'm saying? Because of that song, right? Got on there and we're not going to get you. Yes. So thank you. I'm just so grateful to Dane at VP Records and Richard for making this happen. So you know what? I really wanted to speak to you. I've interviewed you a couple of times before, right? But in the past couple of years, I came to find out that you've got a brilliant English accent, right? You sound like me if you want to, right? <laughs> so, so, I can if I want to. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, you can, right? So I've heard you. So I'm like, why is this? How come this girl's talking like she's been there before, right? And then comes to I find have actually. Hold on, hold on. Let me clear the air a little bit. I used to live in England, okay? I went to school there for some of my life, my younger age. So, yes, I used to live there. So, I have the uh, accent. You get what I'm saying? I gotcha. Cool, dear. Professor. Okay. All right. Professor's, <laughs> professor's on this call with me. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, so, let me ask you, right? Because, you know, we're the English Connection Media and we're all about English and England. And you I, know, I don't know where she came that, got that from. We are all about you, Spice. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so, so, Spice. All right. So, you went to school for a little bit in England. So, I'm from South London, right? Born and bred. I'm of Jamaican descent, all right? My parents went up when they were young in the 60s, yeah? So you grew up, you spent time in England. So let me ask you about your family connection in England because obviously you're, you're Jamaican and you're of Jamaican descent. So who in your family lives in England? My grandfather lives in England and my aunt lives there as well um, and her son lives there as well. So I have a, I have a small family um, in England when... When my father died, my grandfather sent for me to come live there because my mother, it was so many siblings. I have so many siblings, and so I guess I was one of the lucky ones. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to let Grace come to England to live with me. I know it's hard, and my mom, and that's how everything happened. I started school, um, living with my grandfather. May he so rest in peace. Oh, but wow. I have uh, family there in England. So I'm from North London. I hear you say you're from South. I'm from Finsley Park. Finsbury Park, all right. Well, I'm Hearn Hill slash Brixton. So, yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. So, talking about when you were in England, right? Because I don't, you know, we know about Jamaica and what you're doing and all of that stuff, but there's a whole nother side to you, all right? Because I admire you, all right? Because you wear your heart on your sleeve, literally. Do you know what I'm saying? If anybody says anything horrible or rubbish or not true, you just get out there on your live, do you know what I'm saying? Or you just do a post and you talk about it. And that's one of the admirable yeah. things about you, right, Grace? Do you know what I'm saying? Because you can't hold it in. You know, like, there's some two-faced people and, you know, they'll be cussing behind whatever's back. You just come out right out there and say what you have to say, right? That's what I like, love about you. So any of your upbringing in England, right? Like, did you learn anything? Because for me, I think English people really have a lot of manners, right? And I think most, a lot of Jamaicans are very rude, just like I think Americans are rude, right? So do you think your upbringing, right, has that got anything to do with the emotional spice? Because you really are an emotional person. You're a Leo and you just like say what's on your mind. So, you know, the way your personality is, do you think it has anything to do with your upbringing or it's just who I am? Um. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, I, I could answer the question before you finish it, but I don't think my personality that I have now has anything to do with my upbringing. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in a church 
household. Right. I'm, I literally, I'm supposed to be a Christian girl. I used to be forced to go to Sunday school every single day. And I was getting public at Sunday school. Mm. So I'm from a Christian home. My mom and my dad, you know, very strict and everything. I feel like being in the industry at a young age is what more than shaped me into the person that I am. Okay. So if you go to my history, I started music when I was about 14 years old. There are still documented videos with me on stage as a young girl, Linda mm. Man, and people calling me on stage. But um, I feel like I have been fighting to be in a male-dominated business throughout the years. Yes. So it just it brings me, it just gives me, it moves me and shapes me into that um, person that I am today. Okay. So to speak out, in this business, you have to help you to walk over. So, even I hear you say, oh, you're that person that will come out and say, you know, what is on your mind. Mm. If I wasn't that type of person, I think my fans would have been led to believe something else. Mm. But I always have a defense mode up to speak up for myself. I've never had a manager for the past 10 years. I tell people all the time, mm. I manage myself. I was my own record label. I was my own producer. I basically was doing everything on my own and for myself. So I don't have a team to speak out for me. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes they say, let your team be the bad guy? Yeah. I was my only mouth. Okay. So I think the industry is what, you know, kind of made me into that person okay well you've done a phenomenal job managing yourself do you know what i'm saying and as you say Thank you, so much. you have because you're just doing so many things and as i look back over your career do you know what i'm saying you've recorded music with some of the biggest icons in hip-hop you know what i'm saying some british reggae artists too gappy ranks you've been in a movie you've been on soundtracks you've done tracks with missy elliott you know what i'm saying remix with buster rhymes and right now you have your big hit song right with shaggy and sean paul do you know what i'm saying and you're just going places so for somebody who doesn't have a manager you've done awfully well so let me ask you about your clothing line gracie noir right gracie noir how yes. the clothing line right did was there a void in the market because obviously we know you like the name brand stuff and all of that stuff do you know what i'm saying so was there a void in the brand's right that you said you know what i'm doing my own like because you've got a big bum just like me right so i have problems <laughs> sometimes right i've got a huge bottom so i know some of the clothes that you know i want to wear some in it so the waist will be big but it will fit my bum so in designing your own clothing line right was that part of the reason why because you couldn't find stuff to fit your unique shape your curvaceous body what's that about um so I started Grace Noir during the pandemic, but it hasn't been my first double into fashion. Mm-hmm. I've been into fashion ever since I can remember. I used to have a franchise of boutiques called Spicy Couture throughout Jamaica. I, I used to have one in Kingston, one in Mayton, one in Montego Bay. So I've always been an entrepreneur and into fashion. Okay. So um, me rebranding this brand and call it Grace Noir. Mm-hmm. I got the word Grace, you know my real name is Grace. Grace. So I just mm-hmm. think to eat the eye and say Grace because Grace means thankful. And because I've been in the business for so many years, I'm just also thankful to my fans. And I got Noir as a French word which means black because mm-hmm. I'm an advocate for black people. Of course. So I just chose the true name and just branded it. It wasn't because I couldn't find clothes to fit, but mm-hmm. I've always been into fashion and entrepreneurship. Yeah. for a few years so when the pandemic hit it just gave me the perfect opportunity 
to yeah. start up my online boutique. Awesome. Now, the, all right, so the name Noir, all right, I'm glad you segmented into that because I was going to ask about um, your experience as a black woman, all right, a dark-skinned black woman, because I always talk about on the show everybody knows that i didn't know i was a dark-skinned black woman until my first visit to jamaica when i was 20 in 1987 thereabouts right and you know everyone right. you know like dark you're this you're that you're dark you that you know and i couldn't understand it because in england as you know we grow up integrated you know what i'm saying you go to school with white girls black you know we're all mixed up so i didn't know about the different hues and you know that it was an issue until i visited jamaica in the 80s okay so you had a song out in 2019 called black hypocrisy you know and that was the greatest song to me do you know what i'm saying i bought your cd i streamed it and everything because that song was personal to me do you know what i'm saying and i really like the concept around the video right and that you address that issue so when you talk about black hypocrisy right you was talking from a personal standpoint and you know how does it feel now that people have listened to the song it got so many millions of views and you know what really made you do the song um as you said it was from a personal standpoint as a dark-skinned black woman i feel like well, we, we go through more than, you know, the average. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there was instances where even myself as a celebrity, people used to say they can't understand why I have so much money and I wouldn't bleach so I can look better. Mm-hmm. So there were so many comments about my complexion or degrading comments about my complexion. And I realized that society or us in Jamaica was led to believe that you had to be a browning or a light skin to be on top or to achieve or to be successful or to be called beautiful. Mm. And when I saw the trend going around and everybody bleaching, everybody around me bleaching, I'm like, hold up, I need to do something about this so that my daughter coming up, yeah, you know, won't be dragged because of her complexion. And that's where I took a stand and, and, and did what I did. Because society is led to believe that you have to have straight nose and light skin and straight ear. Well, um, Spice, this is hard uh, th- th- to be successful. Uh, Spice, this is Professor. Um, and one of the things I got to say, not only did you with the song, but the visual effect, right? You drove yes. the point home, right? If they, yes, if, they did. if they didn't understand I, the I song, yes, if they didn't yes, understand they, the song, yes. if they didn't understand the song, right. they, they watched the video and understood it. And yes, also, exactly. when I did that, um, I call it, you know, that I, I call it a protest because that was my way of protesting. Mm-hmm. When I did that makeup to appear to be lighter, I wanted to have the world's undivided attention. I wanted to show the hypocrisy and that's why the song was called black hypocrisy because when i came out with that color the same mouth that used to say oh why she don't bleach Mm. is the same mouth that said oh why she bleach exactly or the same mouth that would say oh she look better now i heard it it was just it's so many hypocrisy yes i heard the black yes there was so many so we go through colorism every day and we don't even realize it but i had to take a stand to make a change in society because they just have this different perception in their head yeah i mean you definitely provoke debate and it's just really 
horrifying to me you know when i do visit jamaica if i go there for an event or whatever it is amazing i'll be walking down downtown kingston right to go and get my stuff to bring back home right pepper shrimps and that and the amount of women who jump out and men they be jumping out and they're like you know torn 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 and i'm like you know i don't want to tone my skin people be rushing i know it is disgusting (laughs) i'm like what are they like like you know, and like I said, it is. And then even dark skin girls like my, you know, like myself or younger, mm-hmm. they, they grew up into a thing to think that they had to bleach because it became such a popular trend. Right. Wow, it's awful. Well, one of the so things I got to say. Jamaica, they uh-huh. just made it. Yep. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And I would say yes, because in Jamaica and also the West Indies, and not just Jamaica, you know, other places too, they make it seem like darker skinned black woman has to have a certain color to reach further in life and i did not like that so i had to take a stand right well right now that song as far as we're concerned that became our uh, especially when it comes to Black History Month, mm-hmm. that gets played on yeah, Black we, History Month yeah. forever and ever. Amen. Really, really appreciate that. Song. Amen. And I'm glad that you took a stand because it's absolutely ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. All right. So right now, like I said, you've done, you've got this great big huge hit, okay, with um, Go Down There and with Sean Paul and Shaggy, all right? So we know, like I said, you're going to be an untouchable soon because you're going to be touring around the world and, you know, the amount of views is out of the world. You, you've you also had some really huge hits, like Friends, for instance, last year. The concept, that video was amazing, do you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the video, someone actually, you you're, you look like you're choking, like you're going to pass out, like somebody poisoned you, yes. right? So, I mean, yes. that's, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Like... I know last it year, is. yeah, but why, what drove you to make a video and write a song like that? What What was going on in your world or your life at that time that you felt that, you know, you had to write a song, call friends and, you know, that video, because that video is really quite shocking. So, you know, we see the story, you're a young woman and your mum's telling you about friends and, you know, but you took it to another level, like your friend proper choked you. So, what? She, she was shown the biography. It was a biography of her friend's life. I mean, through our friendship with a friend. Gosh, yes, bye. So, yeah, I that mean, song. Mm-hmm. I wrote a song from personal experience. Mm-hmm. And at the time when the video came out, I also was going through something personal with some with friends or close people to me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make the video explain how deep friends can really betray you. Right. And so I use different aspects. If you watch the video, there's also a guy in there. I think he was smoking and his closest friend mm-hmm. put something into what he was smoking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's also instances where some guy was on the streets and he was waiting on his friends at the same friend that came. He was the one who took his life. Yes. There's also instances when I was going to school who my friends stole my phone. So I couldn't I, I couldn't find my phone to, you know, Mm-mm. to get home or whatever, to yeah. get a call. There's instances in the restaurant where um the same friends I gave them money and we were happy and celebrating and they were the same ones who turn around and put poison in my drink. Yeah. Man. And so I wanted that video to show how you know, I know people can relate to the song and I wanted different people to relate in different ways. And so I had to go to the extent because that song, I'm so passionate about it because for some reason, it's always the closest to you that can break your heart. It's always the one you love 
it's always someone that you you know value as a friend or something that ends up betraying you and so that's basically what this song is about and i wanted the visual to show that as well Mm-hmm. It is so shocking. So in your position, do you know what I'm saying, where you've reached in your career, in your life at the moment, I mean, how do you decide who to trust? I mean, it must be so difficult because that it video, hurts. yeah, how do you do that? You, mm-hmm. I can't, you can never decide who to trust because sometimes it's just always the closest to you that will betray you. So you will never know where it's going to come from or who is going to do something. You just have to keep your circle small and, you know, Right. And be wise because you never know where it's going to come from. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel it for you. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't always watch your live and stuff that you do on Instagram, but every other day there's something, you know, somebody's saying something. So obviously, you know, the people are envious, jealous of your status and where you've reached, you know, but you're not a hurry come up. You know what I'm saying? You've definitely put in the work. Right, you've been around for ages. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, two we've decades. Been... If we should be clear. Wow. I've been in the business for two decades, twenty years. Stop it! Wow. Spice. Uh, <laughs> I I think this is from me, Professor. I think you need to write a book, right? But your book is not I really. Definitely. But not about. It's not about the biography of Spice, right? Right. What we're talking about is a book and telling people how they can make it because that's what you've done. Right, you have went for you. Yeah. You've been always an entrepreneur, and a lot of people don't know what to do. Right, you know, say so. Just reading your book and telling them the, the different things that you've done, especially even like look how many crawling lines are out there. You put one out still, mm. right? So all of these things because yep. you're always you you're evolving, right? So um, you're uh, so you can't just have all of that to yourself in the sense that you want to spread that wealth by putting it in a book. Definitely. Yes, put it in a book because then guess what? It'll gonna put you on another level. You know what I'm saying? I think um, mm-hmm. Spice, That's you know, ready. and Spice, any if book, if you were going to write a book, I mean, it's about strength because you've had to persevere so much stuff. I mean, everybody, not everybody, but so many people in the industry, they're always having a go at Spice. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, just let her live and let always. her breathe, raise her children. Always. Do you know what I'm saying? And just let her enjoy herself. Cause but you, you know what I've also learned is that it comes with being on top. So yes. when you're on top, mm-hmm. everybody's going to always try to take a shot at the person at the top. So it's just something that I had to learn to live with or mm-hmm. overcome because they'll never shoot shots at someone as who's at the bottom. That's right. right. That's you know? right. Mm-hmm. So being at the top and being one of the most successful female in the business, it comes with that. So mm-hmm. I just have to learn to accept that, that, you know, it comes with that territory. Wow, it's amazing. You've done so much, do you know what I'm saying? You've sung about so much stuff and, you know, you your career and your type of music, what's different about you is that you do embrace other topics lots of different topics lots of people say oh she only sing, sings about you know what she can whine and a good this and a good that and that that's isn't not true they just like the songs that i sing about with whining exactly that is not true. <laughs> black is not whining right. black man is not is not whining but what happened is when i sing the whining song they prefer them and they become more successful because that's what they like right. i saw them like it yes i saw them like it <laughs> no. i saw them like it yeah big tune but i i I liked, I liked Fight Over Man. I think um, I, I remember seeing you on Sting, do you know what I'm saying? Many, many years ago, like not long after I came to this country. So maybe early 2000s, I remember seeing you on Sting, do you know what I'm saying? And I remember Vibes Cartel and I've watched you on Sting many times after and of course Sunfest. So you always have a huge entrance. Like I've seen you at Sunfest maybe three or four times and you coming on a motorbike, you got a bed. 
you know, how do you, the concepts for your entrances, right? Each year they get bigger <laughs> and better. What's wrong with you? How do you, why would you bring a bed on the, on the what are you like, motorbike, like, I see. Because she's trying what? to show her I, vision. I value, my, <laughs> I value my fans and my, um, my performances so very much. So I'm always trying to be creative and give them their money's worth. Because you when go. you pay to come to a show, mm-hmm. if you want to just listen to me singing or my songs, you could listen to me on the radio. So exactly. when you pay to go to a performance, you go to see an actual show. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always try to push out my best to please my audience because that's what they're there for. They're there to be entertained. Exactly. And so I think something that keeps me long in this business also is because of my adaptability to perform so very well on stage yes. they call me the queen of stage there's yes. no going around that I give out my all when it comes to stage shows and I just love to please my fans I like to see them happy in the in the clubs and you know yes. I, it's just something <laughs> that I come with and I'm a very creative person so sometimes I'm thinking about the sheets I'm gonna come with the sheets no. if I'm saying cool it I'm gonna bring the ice so <laughs> that's just five so <laughs> you're too funny so one of your more <laughs> controversial performances right you did a sting i can't remember what year it was yeah but you was challenging maca diamond and here you go bringing out a donkey i mean what was you thinking <laughs> <laughs> You are awful. I'm like, this lady. Yeah, so that that was one of the most standout performances of your career. No, my, my best no, my best standout performance I saw was, a, it was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was recently. Mm-hmm. You were having an ice cream eating contest with a young lady. Oh, wow. And you couldn't handle it. You ran. <laughs> oh! What, what happened there? Oh, I couldn't handle that one. Okay. It was obvious that she was better okay you know i mean that was i think was the best performance that i saw from spice no one, one <laughs> of my, that, apart apart from the sting with the donkey and that because that was just really bad yeah the one of the i was on a cruise one time I, I got to speak to you but what i loved about you you danced on stage and you call people up on the stage and a senior lady she wasn't that old she's like might be in her 60s and the lady came and she was going down with you and whining and i just thought that was beautiful and it just told me at that point that moment that you you know your music reaches out to all ages classes and types of people that was quite emotional for me because you know I ain't that far off in 60 do you know what I'm saying in a few years I'll be there too and I'd like to think I'll be able to bend and you know twerk and go down and all of that stuff so that was a beautiful definitely when I tell you what I just came I just came from the supermarket and I saw a lady, she was maybe over 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And she pulled me and she said, Spice, I tried it and I can whine and go down there. It's only till I say I come up back. <laughs> love it love it love it yeah so i mean you you transcend all ages and all ethnicities and that's the beautiful thing about you and like i said you wear your heart on your sleeve you're a very emotional person you're a leo do you know what i'm saying and i just love how you are you know what i'm saying you just keep coming back even though somebody says something horrible about you you just deal with it and you just keep it moving which is amazing exactly. yeah i love that and that is what life should always that's what life should always be yeah. It, it doesn't matter what's happening, we should always get back up and keep it moving. That's right. And you are the perfect role model for young women, do you know what I'm saying, who are who have esteem issues. 
like he referred to in Black Hypocrisy. And of course, you're raising your own young lady, your daughter, right? And, um, you know, you are a role model. So we appreciate you for that, what you're doing in the community, what you've done. Let's talk a little bit about your foundation that you... Um, that you have in Jamaica, your not-for-profit, and what it's doing for young disadvantaged women in the community. Um, well, I have a foundation called West, the Great Hamilton Woman Empowerment Foundation. Yeah, I built it to enrich women through education and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And the first year when we launched, um, I gave away three hundred thousand Jamaicans to a student who wanted to go to college but could not afford it. Wow. And then throughout the years, I continued to do um, back-to-school stuff. Yeah. When I, I did a back-to-school and I wanted to sponsor 300 mothers with paying the school fee and books and bags and filling, like, all the forms and stuff. But mm-hmm. when I did that back-to-school, it made me realize how many single mothers in Jamaica and how many parents are in need because I advertised for 300 parents or mothers, single mm-hmm. mothers, and over 2,000 came out, and wow. I wasn't able to provide for everyone, and right. that really broke my heart. Yeah. And um, last year, I was supposed to do it again to cover the 2,000, mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to do it. So I'm just anxious for the pandemic to be over, to go back to um, Doing this my school. Great Hamilton Women Empowerment Foundation, because mm-hmm. that was like one of the saddest days of my heart. When they came out with the kids, that was need. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I mean, again, that speaks to the kind of woman that you are. Do you know what I'm saying? You are compassionate and caring. And you're not keeping all your money, your hard-earned money for yourself. You're sharing. And that is the quickest and fastest way, you know, to get even further ahead because you're giving back so much. Right, so um, I've got a I've got a bone to pick with you though, Spice. Yeah, because one a couple of months ago, Dane he emailed me one of your songs. Yeah, and it said inches. Right, and I was just well excited. I'm like inches. Right, and then when I clicked on the video, it was about flipping hair. I'm like, I win it. You know what I'm saying? It was. A- I thought she was talking about me at first. I thought you was talking about me at first. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> no, hold on. Did you hear the question she asked earlier about me and people say that only do wine and song and certain kind of songs? Yes, exactly. And I thought, well, now, I got. Can you put it back? Hold on. Can you put it back to now? She's saying when she hears inches, she expects me to sing about something else exactly. other than here. You I, see? You see, what Listen, here's the thing, right? She figured you wasn't <laughs> listening. Right yes, she didn't figure you was in, in, listening. Yeah, that that title was so misleading. I'm like, I would it, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it here. And I said inches. Hey, finally, you l- know listen. what I'm saying? That, that just goes to show that when they hear spice, thank you. That's what they expect me to sing all the time. That's, exactly. Yeah, I'm so sorry because you do it so well. Do you know what I'm saying? The songs always have a beautiful, you know. And like I said, we all enjoy your songs and we appreciate you for your whining skills. And I don't know how you do it because, like I said, I have a huge bottom. I can't get down there. I cannot go down there. You hey, know what I'm you saying? Know, Spice, when you come to I'm, New York, I'm just sure give her a lesson. Can, yeah, I was going to say, give her a lesson. Give her a lesson. Give her a lesson. That's all. You have nah, to teach her how to do it. Nah, I can't I'm do coming it. To, I'm coming to England in November, so I definitely... 
can give you a lesson by the time I get there. All right, we're going to make sure that happens because I want to be able to go down. Are you going to be in England at that time? I will make sure I'm okay. there. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? So Why do it in England? England? Do it in Jamaica where it's nah, nice and warm. I, I, I just like her. I just admire Spice. I like how she stood up for her complexion. I like how she stands up for disadvantaged single mothers. I just like how she defends herself. I love her emotion. Do you know what I'm saying? She can't help it. She just gets out there. And I like I some, love, she's just real. She, I, I like love her. the way she markets her brand. Period. Done. I just like her. You know? I like and, her. And, 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 Thank and, you so much. Thanks I, a lot. And I, I definitely, you know, you, you're a force to be reckoned with. And I, I'm telling you, if people actually sit down and, you know, really watch you and learn from you, they'll be able to make it too for for real yeah awesome she just she's just dealt with a lot she you dealt with a lot so okay so now you are spending a lot of your time in atlanta okay and do you i mean because you know most people are look there's lots of singers right they've left to go on tour and all of that yeah and they've never gone back to jamaica they've just took the opportunity to run you know what i'm saying and leave so clearly you haven't done that do you know what i'm saying and you've had the opportunities in the past to do that so clearly you love jamaica you have no intention of leaving permanently but if you were to leave jamaica permanently right would it be to would you would it be to atlanta because you know you spend a lot of time there i'm not sure if you're living there gonna be there permanently you know like going for atlanta you see, I thought you knew me. If I was supposed to leave Jamaica permanently, it would definitely be to England. Okay, okay. Mm. I figured I. I <laughs> nah, she went. She went to Atlanta to straighten them out. <laughs> no, no. Spice loves <laughs> exactly, exactly. Spice loves seafood, right? That's what I love. She loves her seafood. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, apart yes. from whenever you come to Jamaica, you need to visit the living room, bar, and dining for your seafood. Okay, I'm gonna go. Anytime there. you come to Jamaica, I will. One I more time. One more time. Where, where is it again? And say it. It's the living room, bar, and dining. And it's going to Park Road. Okay, Right Plaza. All right, you heard that, guys? All right, so y'all should be flooding that place. I will go there, but I'm a bit scared of Jamaica at the moment. Um, Professor knows I've been saying quite vociferously that I'm boycotting Jamaica because... We don't you want know, you back. Why? Because there's, there's too much stuff going on. There's lots uh, of killings. Uh, English ain't nothing going on. That's not... That's, that's, you know, I always tell them there's killing everywhere. They just always like only the killing in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. There's so many good things here to do. Thank you. Straighten her out. So don't let the news, don't let the news scare you from coming to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. They just make the killing be the top, the top of the news. But yeah. there's so many other good things that's happening in Jamaica. But there's killing everywhere in the world. Uh, yeah, there hey, is. Hey, Spice, I'll that's what's get... keeping her from uh, getting her groove on. <laughs> Shut up. <It's laughs> not, that's, got, that's got nothing to do with it. It's all about the inches for me. Shut up. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right so i i i don't know about how i feel about visiting jamaica i feel like they're not doing enough for the disadvantaged and the poor people the people who work for themselves you know what i'm saying who sell i don't like all the curfew stuff and you know you're not well, giving them a replacement right now, so, you, know. you know like in america or in england you know you get back something they're telling you to stay home and they give you back something they give you something, right. right? But in Jamaica, they don't give anything, and then they complain about the but, music but the for the crime. Is, we also have to realize that Jamaica is a third world country, so we don't have the money to facilitate giving each person like uh, like what Joe Biden is giving us about in America. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamaica's not so equipped. 
Well, it's not fair. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, you know. Definitely not. Yeah, there will be crime. Definitely not. But hopefully, hopefully we can go to a place where they're able able to afford to give back every single person in Jamaica. But they did give something I heard on the news. They Mm -hmm. did give um, what was it, man? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they gave a small amount. Give, yeah, they got to give the people something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just really... Definitely. I'm, I'm just really put off, do you know what I'm saying, of visiting Jamaica. And yeah. I, like I said, I go there all the time. All right, so in closing, do you know what I'm saying? We like I've enjoyed speaking to you. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, you deserve all the attention and the glory do you know what I'm saying that you're getting right now yeah. and you know and before I go I want to before I go I want to make sure I remember to tell you that my album 10 comes out on the 30th of July mm-hmm. um so make sure you support my album when it comes it's called 10 10 goes out now it's doing extremely great but my album name is 10 and it launches July the 30th. Okay, that You're talking the number 10? It's spelled out 10, 10. T-E-N? Or yeah. it's just the number 10? No, it's 10. T-E-N? The number 10, T-E-N, because okay. it's been 10 years since my album. Nice. I've been signed to VT Records 10 years now, and they've been oh. waiting on this album, and they're finally going to get it on July the 30th. Wonderful. Right. Well, we definitely, we support everything you do. Do you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I personally admire you. I just think you're strong. I just feel that you're a great role model. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just think you've been through a lot and you just deal with it really, really well. Thank you so much. And yeah. thank you guys for having me. Yeah. You so so we like it. So we like it. Thank you guys. Thank Big you. Up. Big up yourself, sis. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.